Hi, I'm Anna. And I'm Kristen. We're best friends who both happen to have been born with limb differences. Join us as we talk about the many ways our limb differences impact our lives. From medical intervention to bullying to dating, we're covering it all. And we hope you'll share your stories with us along the way. This is Life and Limb. Welcome back. Welcome back to episode two of Life and Limb. Episode one did so good. We got a second episode. That's not how self-produced podcasts work. That's not at all how they work. You get more whether you want them or not. (laughs) Exactly. Um, I'm Anna Stiles. And I'm Kristen Green. And today we are going to talk to you about Language. language and how the words you use to describe somebody's limb difference can make a huge impact. But also like the language that you yourself use about your own. Absolutely. Yeah, limb difference. Language in all of its aspects. Yes. Uh, But first, we're going to try out a couple of new segments. Yeah, just to kind of help us get into the conversation. Um, First of all, we're going to talk about um, just catching up on some life stuff that's happened since the last time. And sometimes we might think of something that directly connects to, you know, our limb differences and try to wax poetic about that. And other times it might just be something interesting that, you know, has happened in our lives. Exactly. Since the last time we sat down together. Yeah. So, so Anna, yeah. what have you got? Let's catch up. Let's catch up. Um, you okay? I just got an image of us like holding ketchup bottles let's catch up and now that's gonna happen I love you okay I know (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so my thing that I've been thinking about um is how this pandemic has Uh, well it sucks overall but the one positive I found out yes please tell us a positive handshakes have been eliminated and (laughs) for me personally that rocks. And the reason why is because when you shake somebody's hand, you shake hands with their right hand. Typically, mm-hmm. that's the societal expectation. So when I shake hands with somebody, they immediately, typically have not noticed my hand before this, but the second I shake hands with somebody, I watch their face as they try to compute what is happening. You have a lot of funny stories about this. Oh, yeah. And it, my mom even recognizes it whenever she's around me and meets somebody. She's like, I watch for that look where as soon as I pull my hand away, their eyes follow, you know? Mm. And it's just, and I don't like that being the first interaction I have with a person. Is yeah. like, because I would like them to get to know me for me and then notice my hand at a different time. Or even if they notice it right away, that's fine but to start an introduction off with somebody shaking my hand and then all they can think about is that didn't feel right isn't the best feeling in the world so for me the one positive that has come out of COVID-19 is that we're not shaking hands anymore and I've had several interactions lately where like I've gone to the bank and I've had to make some adjustments to my bank account and the bank teller's been like, oh, I'd shake your hand, but you know, and I'm just like, that's fine. That is a-okay with me. (laughs) So again, I mean, I I would say I have a pretty strong and solid handshake and I'll make the best out of it. But for now, it's been so nice to just not worry about it. It's just one little thing that is a part of your 
normal day-to-day life that now you don't have to deal with. Exactly. It has reduced awkwardness in my life by like 80%. There's still plenty of awkwardness, but that is a big one. (laughs) That That built-in thing that you can't avoid usually is gone Exactly. So, I mean, I hate this pandemic. I hope COVID goes away forever. But can we also just not go back to handshakes? Yeah. Can we find these little things that are like, hmm, my life is better in this way. And uh, I'd like to work from home two days a week and not handshake anymore. That would be (laughs) if I could keep two things. Those would be the things. (laughs) I don't think that's too much to ask. All right. What about you? Um, So this doesn't directly I guess it does but um I'm sort of stretching a little bit here but something kind of funny was um two weeks ago it's been almost two weeks I think I um I was playing volleyball and normally we try not to like have like body contact but this is all people who are volleyball is like not a contact sport (laughs) it shouldn't shouldn't be be, (laughs) but we had this exchange on the volleyball court where I'm a very active person when I'm playing a sport and I have another person on the team who is the same way. And we just ended up colliding in a way where my left shin, which is not the limb with the birth defect, um, just got nailed like so hard, like right at the like point where the skin around the bone is the thinnest. And I describe my face right now. It was, (laughs) (laughs) that's that's the best I can do. It immediately, like, there was a bump that just swelled up. But I remember thinking, oh, this is going to be a big bruise. Yeah. And it it was. Um, it actually, like, took its time bruising up. And it was just starting to go down. So I was like, okay, this, it hurt a lot. But, like, I, you know, I could walk. Everything was fine. But then yesterday, I um, got hit in that same shin with the metal clip of my dog's leash Oof. it just like snapped back and hit me in that spot yeah in the exact spot oh, like gosh. literally hours after I'd been thinking like oh it seems like this is finally healing of course yeah so I just kind of laughed because part of me is like I cannot afford to have something bad happen to my quote-unquote good leg oh. mm-hmm. yeah and if you could see me right now I'm doing air quotes because I don't this is pertinent to our topic, language. How do you talk about it? Both legs but, are good. Yeah, they're both good. So I don't mean that. But my the stronger leg that I rely on a lot to compensate for my right leg. Mm-hmm. It was just how protective I felt of that leg in that moment. Like, it wasn't the pain. It wasn't the fact that it was going to be bruised again. It was like, I cannot have more things happen to this leg. I need it. You rely on it. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, that makes sense. (laughs) I'm sure that was like a panic moment for so many different reasons, like both getting re-injured and then also just that thought of like, Oh no, not this leg. (laughs) Yeah, I've had that thought, and this is probably something that will come up in other topics later, but I've had that thought so often in my life, and luckily it's never happened where I've broken, I think I might have maybe broken a toe on that side, Uh but I've never broken like my foot, my ankle, my leg, or seriously like sprained that leg or anything, and I'm so thankful for that because I'm not sure if I was on crutches where I needed to use my right 
like, for support. I don't know how well that would go. Yeah. Um, you know, I can stand on that leg. I Like I said, I do sports. I think I mentioned that in the last episode. Yeah. I have played sports, so I am very mobile. But if I had to sort of lean more on my right mm-hmm. and favor that side, I, <laughs> that wouldn't be very Well, yeah, because, I mean, that side typically I think for you is a little bit weaker in just everyday life and so having to favor that side you're already at a disadvantage even when I'm just standing still I notice like I tend to lean to my left and Mm -hmm. even sort of pick my left leg up a little bit sometimes yeah yeah so I just had that moment (laughs) of like I need to take care of my left leg. Yeah, that's really interesting. And I don't know that I've ever had an injury that made me think like that, you know, where Mm -hmm. it's like, oh, no, I need my left arm to do the things that my right arm can't. Yeah. Yeah, that's fascinating. I I haven't yet, but it has been a a thought I'm very aware of. For sure. Yeah. So that was my, my little, like, ooh. (laughs) <laughs> that's your <laughs> my life happening recently your that, ketchup experience yeah yeah ketchup ketchup <laughs> there's there's absolutely going to be a picture of us holding ketchup we're gonna have on to. instagram i like ketchup too it's our ketchup so the next segment that we wanted to introduce <sighs> yes is gonna be called we, we see you. you and this for us is just gonna be an opportunity to talk about other people in the limb difference community or other organizations in the limb difference community who are doing cool things and like you're out there we see you and I think every episode one of us is going to bring a person or an organization to the table to just talk about really briefly and just say hey you're doing cool things and this was this was more your idea Anna because as we mentioned in episode one you're sort of more involved in the you know, the social media groups and um, the online presence for limb difference. And I'm not so much. So I'm excited for this because it's going to challenge me to sort of start following people that I haven't really been actively seeking out. So yeah. that'll that'll be good. But for that reason, you're going to do <laughs> I'm going first. this episode <laughs> to give me a chance to sort of... Um, Get out there and, and find exactly find these things. do the research. I'm sure there are plenty, but I'm just you're just, I'm just not, not up there to speed yet. yet. You just got to catch up a little. I'm going bit. to, and I'm excited about that. Awesome, yeah. So my we see you this week. Um, I'm part of a group on Facebook. It's a private group called Three Hand Families, and it's specifically for families or individuals with hands like mine that have the three fingers. Mm-hmm. And through that group. Um, I was introduced to a young woman named Savannah who is super awesome and she has pretty much my exact hand which is always fun to see and you can look her up on Instagram her Instagram handle is at underscore my kind of normal underscore so underscores on both ends and she is this amazing young woman who is now a limb difference advocate and she posts her accounts fairly new but she posts things about you know just her experiences um, working and being somebody with a limb difference and she has this recent post on her Instagram that I completely relate to where it's a photo of her wearing a glove that she's required to wear for work and it has the extra two dangly fingers and that is an experience I relate to 
so much. <laughs> just those empty spaces the, in the glove. That yeah. Just, uh. And she talks about the solutions she's found for her having to wear these gloves for her job. And what she does, which I think is great and I've never considered, is she ends up tying those two fingers together. You never thought of that? I've never thought of this. Okay, I have to say this <laughs> right now. And here's... We will probably talk a lot about this in we're going to do something about adaptations, yes. just the ways that we work around our limb differences in mm-hmm. everyday life. Um, but one of the things that this is bringing up right now for me is toe socks. When those became yes. a thing, I wanted them so bad. Oh, oh and I, I wore them kind of. If you look at my foot um, on our social media, it... <laughs> It doesn't really lend itself well to the shape of toe socks anyway. But even when I did wear them, I had the three extra toes Mm -hmm. on that side that just, you know, it was just fabric that just ended up flopping around. But my first instinct was, well, I'm just going to tie these together. Why have I not thought of this? I don't know. I've never thought to tie the floppy fingers together. I just always assumed they were just going to be in the way. So Savannah has taught me a trick. Oh my God. (laughs) I don't mean to take anything away from Savannah. Savannah, good job tying those, those loose, like empty, like finger holes together because yeah, I... It's just so annoying when you've got these like excess. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, things and that you don't need. It's always in the way. She also says on that post, it's been suggested to use like a rubber band or tape, mm-hmm. which again, another good idea. But her point is that she works with food. And so that's not food safe. So her oh, solution is to tie it together. Yeah, that but, makes sense. I'm looking at her Instagram. And also, again, something that we will probably talk about. And maybe, maybe we'll try to have her on to oh, talk yeah. about some of these things. Savannah, if you're listening, yeah, we'd love but to have you. I love this little picture of her as it looks like she's a little girl playing like softball or t-ball yes. or baseball or something. And I just relate to that so much because while my limb difference isn't in my hand, I just remember being that little kid playing sports and yeah. Not thinking about my limb difference, just out there having fun. And no. she's so cute. She is. You love to see it. She's beautiful. She's obviously. Now, have you two actually like talked? Have you exchanged like personal messages? Very limited. Okay. I've, I've commented on a few of her posts. And, but like, this is kind of going to be a, it, a little out of the It's probably going to be a shock. Yeah, okay. for her. But Well, yeah, we're definitely going to tag her in this episode. And uh, hopefully that's okay. Yes. And when we do have something about adaptations, maybe it would be a cool idea to, if not have her on, because that's a little difficult these days, maybe have her just send her some questions and have her record a couple of like thoughts that we can play. Yeah. And I think that's an overarching thing I think we would like to do for this podcast is if you have things you think you can contribute, let us know and we'll talk to you. And Yeah. We can either read your question or if you have the ability to send an audio question, we can play it. Yeah, yeah. Questions or tips and tricks, whatever. But yeah, so Savannah, we see you, and you're out there doing awesome stuff. Keep at it, and yes, ten fingers are overrated, as her lucky fin shirt says. So yeah, yay, Savannah. Underscore my kind of normal underscore on Instagram. Check her out. Now I will say, I told Anna this. I didn't realize that ten fingers are overrated was the actual like slogan. (laughs) of the lucky fin project yeah is that right yeah but I have been saying my whole life like anytime something about toes or feet come up like "Mm, 10 toes are overrated you don't need yeah so (laughs) that's cool I think is a beautiful segue into our episode about language Mm -hmm. and how you talk about it yeah so I think what we want to kind of get out of this episode is 
sort of talking about the terminology we use Mm -hmm. and the terminology that we would like other people to use. Um, and we when, might we might have like differences in opinion on this because we haven't really we haven't really gone over this much. Absolutely, so we're no. Gonna, we're gonna get a lot of perspectives today. We have not talked about this, I think, between ourselves before. And the other thing to keep in mind throughout this entire podcast is we only speak for ourselves. The absolutely limb different community is vastly varied there are all kinds of different limb differences you can have and I mean throughout the disability community in general Mm -hmm. so many different experiences so many different opinions so when we're talking about language and verbiage and that sort of thing we're speaking to our preferences Mm -hmm. and if you have a different preference awesome let us know so we can let the general public know like this is what this person thinks Because no two experiences with limb difference are the same. And like we've mentioned, I'm not even involved in the like online presence or the community aspect of it at all. So I might have developed my own way of speaking about myself or about limb differences in general that might be a faux pas in the community and I don't even know it. But like everything I'm talking about is just natural how I've grown up to think of and speak about my own experience and my own foot exactly so and I mean if we do say something that's incredibly offensive let us know I mean I I hope we don't offend if we do though we're not gonna be upset if you call us out on it I think it's something that this can be a learning experience for us too it's good to know Yeah. yeah okay all right so Anna you start okay first of all is there a like main word or nickname you use for your hand? Um, typically, if I'm discussing my hand, it'll be my little hand. My That's, little hand. Yeah, my little hand is how I talk about it. You know, when I'm talking about it with my husband, for example, if it's if it's sore, you know, oh, my little hand is sore today. Mm-hmm. And I don't know when and where I picked that up, but just my little hand is kind of the general phrasing I tend to use. What about you? I think it's similar, except I don't say my. It's a very specific, like, proper name, Little Foot. Little Foot, okay. It's Little Foot. Like a separate entity, almost. That's interesting. Like, I wouldn't say my Little Foot is sore today. I would say Little Foot is sore today. Actually, what I would probably say is Little Foot is being a brat today. <laughs> so you've almost personified it in I a way. I have. I really have. And... um. I remember uh, a friend of mine in junior high, she was a, uh, I think she was a psychologist or therapist of some kind, and she must have heard me speaking about this, and she kind of looked at me and said, you know, I think this is actually a very healthy coping mechanism that you've Hmm. developed that you're probably not even aware of because it just came naturally, Right. but it's like... It's like you do separate it from yourself, but not in a way where you want to push it away. Right. It's like... A friendship almost yeah but so when when there's a bad day I can say Littlefoot is having a bad day I'm not having a bad day Littlefoot is yeah and it kind of sucks but also then when when like there's a good day most days are good days so I don't really think about it like this anymore but I can also be like yeah way to go Littlefoot like <laughs> celebrate with it yeah. but yeah it's almost like a like a friendship or a, a partnership that yeah, like we're a team, but also your bad day, little foot, is not my day, my bad day. Yeah. 
But I've also, and I think we may have talked about this before, it's also transferred to my quote-unquote good foot Mm -hmm. to where I also have a personal relationship with that side too. Interesting. Where it's like, all right, you're really going to have to pick it up today because... You know, I'm relying on you. Littlefoot's having a bad day. So. Or I have I have guilty days where I'm like, I'm so sorry that you have to do this extra work. But that's so interesting. I no, I love that. I think that's a it's an interesting psychological phenomenon too. That that's how you have kind of compartmentalized these different parts of your body, but also consider them still very much part of you. Well, and it it started early because, and I'll tell you this story we'll probably get into something close to this again when we talk about medical experiences. But when I was really little, it was sort of uncertain what direction to go as far as medical intervention for how to, um, you know, just make sure I developed as normally as possible that I could walk. Was amputation going to be the best route? If I didn't have it amputated and I just learned to walk would like my spine get messed up what other yeah what else will it affect so I remember I must have been like four or five I remember my parents sitting me down at the kitchen table and asking me explaining to me as best they could what the two big options were I think at this point it was amputation probably from the knee down Mm -hmm. there's probably a name for that that I don't know (laughs) or to do what we ultimately did, which was leg lengthening surgeries and some ankle realignment reconstruction things over a period of years. Mm -hmm. So they told that to me in like four-year-old terms. And then they asked me, which one do you think you would prefer? And I remember saying to them that I wanted to do the leg lengthening. And they said, okay, why? What are your reasonings behind that and I got teary and I said to them because right now (laughs) I like my left foot better than my right foot and I don't want to feel bad about that anymore oh baby Kristen (laughs) which is so funny but that was my reasoning it was like I was starting to not like my right foot as much and I wanted to like them both. You had empathy for your right foot. Oh, that's really I sweet. So did. Oh my god. That's actually adorable. It kind of is, but clearly that like separation or thinking of them as different entities that that wasn't like disassociating completely from them, but it was developing a personal relationship with them yeah. that didn't define the whole of me that clearly started very very young. Absolutely. Yeah. That's so interesting. So like, so you call Littlefoot, Littlefoot. Yes. What do you prefer other people to refer to it as? Honestly, Littlefoot. Littlefoot is your preferred? But I mean, if you're a stranger, you're not going to know that. Right. But like, if you're my friend, like. Yeah, I'm talking like friends and family. Yeah, Littlefoot. And I feel like if you are friends with me or close to me at all, you will have heard me say it. Yes. Um, I, and it's not because. I would hate anything else that you would say. I just can't think of anything else to use to describe it. I mean, it. that's its name. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, that's its name. Why wouldn't you call it Right, Littlefoot? right. Yeah. Um, your, your small leg, your, your right leg. Yeah. Your, I don't know. It doesn't, it's not that it matters to me and I'm going to be offended. It's just to me, I don't know any other label for right. it. Right. Yeah. And I, 
I want to circle back. You said his name. Oh my God, did I? Yeah. Yep. What is that about? That's probably more of just a my default. Ooh, and it's probably more problematic today than it was, you know, when it first started with pronouns and everything. Right. <laughs> but it's your it's your default. I guess when I would think of like an animal or a dog, like, oh, what's his name? And I don't know why. Yeah. But male is the default in our society. And that's a whole different podcast. I think I probably sometimes. Yeah, (laughs) that's that's a whole other thing. Um, I probably do use it sometimes, Uh too. But I did say he didn't. Yeah. The personification of it. And I mean, it's a guy. (laughs) Who knows? It's not that it's a guy. That's just it's. It seems like because it has been personified, it requires a pronoun, a personal yeah. pronoun. Yeah. So interesting. I don't know why. Like I identify as female, so why isn't Littlefoot she? I don't know. And I don't know either. Something I to do think not, about, though. I do not have an answer for that. Part of me wants to dive into that, and part of me does not. <laughs> <laughs> we'll come back to it if you decide I, to. Yeah, I, I don't know that there's anything deeper to that. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even notice. (laughs) Um, For me, when I'm thinking about my hand, I think other people can refer to it in a lot of different ways and it won't bother me. I mean, like your right hand, your little hand, that sort of thing. I mean, as long as they're not using any pejorative words, I'm fine. Your bum hand. Your bum hand or your weird hand. Oh, gosh. And we'll talk about that soon. Um, Well, and what's interesting is that I was just trying to think how do I talk about your little hand? And even though to me it's little foot, I think when I reference your hand, I do say your little hand. I think both of us have picked up on the terminology that the other uses. Mm -hmm. And I think it's just common courtesy then to use whatever terminology somebody assigns themselves Mm -hmm. back to them. And it makes sense that we would naturally pick that up from each other. Right, right. Because it is, I mean, we do talk about little foot and my little hand often. And Mm -hmm. so both of us have kind of got it in our heads, I think. Okay, that's how each other wants to refer to it. I do want to say, while it is not where I got the name little foot, it just, that's just what little foot is. I remember being very thrilled as a kid to watch Lamb Before Time. The Lamb Before Time. Because the little dinosaur's name <laughs> little was foot. Littlefoot. Now, he didn't have... Did he have a Littlefoot? No. He was just... his. That was just his name. Just Littlefoot. Yeah. I loved that. But a lot of people ask, oh, because of Lamb Before Time? No, not because of, but I loved that there was a dinosaur named Littlefoot. Yes. Yeah. Adorable. It's relatable. Yeah. And I also, I remember having that same reaction in Finding Nemo when he was like, wait, I have a little fin. Finding Nemo changed my life. It is. And that's where the Lucky Fin Project gets its name. Did you know that? I was going to ask that and I wasn't sure, but I was like, well, he says I have a little fin. Does he call it his Lucky Fin? Um, Marlin is his dad. The dad, yeah. yeah the dad calls it his Lucky Finn. Aww, so like when they high five, right. it's like Lucky Finn. So, Aww. and it, it, I remember being in the theater and watching Finding Nemo and seeing, you know, the first. All right, Lucky Finn. And I turned to my mom and I went, I have one. I know. I, you know? <laughs> I was a little older. Yeah. So I wasn't with my mom. I think it was at the drive-in with like my high school boyfriend or sure. something. And it was like, oh, that's me. Yeah, yeah, it is. The identification with it is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when we're talking about 
limb difference. Limb difference in itself is a term that is new to me. Before I found the Lucky Finn Project, for example, I did not have limb difference in my vocabulary. So I was stuck calling it things like a deformity or a malformation. Yes, I did that too. I think I said like birth defect or foot deformity or something Mm -hmm. like was the best I could do yeah yeah and how do you feel about those terms I don't love them yeah I also I'm not gonna say I love limb difference sure either because sometimes it almost sounds too not clinical I don't know it's still new to me and it still just doesn't doesn't feel great saying it sure not not that I feel bad about it but it's like it doesn't I don't know. Doesn't, doesn't feel sum like it, it up. Yeah, yeah. Something about it. But I think it's better than the other Absolutely. limb difference sounds better to me than my birth defect or right. deformity. Yeah. And I think I think those words can be so othering. You know what I mean? Like and then when you look at the words It's so negative. It's so negative. Yeah. And when you think about the term limb difference, I feel like everybody has something different about them, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like it's not as negative as like a deformity or a malformation because mal the prefix in and of itself means bad bad. yeah and so to call somebody malformed is basically calling them badly formed and I think that's incredibly hurtful oh yeah yeah um so yeah I think for me when I realized that limb difference was a term and Mm -hmm. it's a term I could apply to myself I felt this overwhelming sense of relief that I didn't have to keep using negative language to describe a part of my body Mm -hmm. I think that's really empowering to have even if it's not something that fits perfectly like you said it's better than what I had before it definitely is and I have since replaced I think it was probably you who brought that term then to me and it is very nice to have something to replace those other words yeah yeah what is the worst thing someone else has called your limb difference (sighs) either intentionally or unintentionally there's one that's bad but in like a funny way so I think I'm I'm gonna save that because I think we have an episode planned for like just funny things that have come about because of our our limb differences yes um I will save that I don't really want to get into the circumstances around this but definitely the worst thing that someone has ever called my leg or foot was a mangled stump. Oh my God. Yeah. And the thing is, it wasn't to me. Yeah. It was written about me and then I saw it. Which, I mean, is in some ways even more hurtful because it it takes the shock of somebody saying it to your face out. Well, and I didn't have an opportunity to directly respond to it or say anything. It was just out there in a place where other people could see it, but that I wasn't, it's not that I wasn't supposed to see it, but like I wasn't invited by them to see it in a way where I would have a chance to, yeah, to counter it. Right. Yeah mangled stump a mangled stump I mean that's horrifying to me because first of all that's not what your leg looks like (laughs) no just straight up is inaccurate yeah and then second I mean how hurtful to use that language it was more it wasn't even the language itself it was more because it was in a context of the result of a physical activity that I had done Uh and I'm very proud of all the things that I'm able to do and to accomplish, especially in adulthood, like to learn, like being performers, Mm -hmm. there are like um, movement techniques and, um, 
very grueling, you know, exercises and things that we're asked to do sometimes. And I, I have to adapt to them sometimes. Um, and for the, a show that I did, we used the Suzuki method and I, I feel like I did really well with it. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, so then to have someone sort of in that time in my life, describe my foot as a mangled stump was like, how dare you? Honestly, how dare you? Yeah. Like (laughs) I worked harder than probably anyone to try to like yeah. really, really do the best I could with learning this new skill. And I think I did. And I honestly think I did a lot better than some, well, quote unquote, normal. Yeah. What yeah. Do, yeah. What do we call? What do we call them? That's a not good, them. That's very other. Othering as yeah. well. But no, that's interesting. What do you call? Because normal implies that there's something the way wrong it with those be. who are abnormal. Yeah. yeah. So I, I mean, I have heard in, for example, the um, mental illness or like even people who are on the spectrum of autism use neurotypical to describe people mm. who do not have a condition like that. So, I mean, typical may be yeah. a usable word. That's another thing where we can kind of explore and find out what feels yeah. comfortable. Yeah. But anyway, um, yeah, I felt like I had held my own and I had really done as well as anyone else in, you know, performing this very yeah. physical and very grueling activity. So then, yeah. And, you know, it sounds, when I'm telling this story, it sounds worse than it even did at the time. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really get emotional and I'm, I'm not getting emotional now, but I'm more emotional now retelling it yeah. than I was at the time. Probably an element of shock at the time. Yeah. And also a, like, I need to stay calm Mm -hmm. and I need to respond to this somehow. And I can't do that if I'm emotional. Absolutely. So yeah. Yeah. I have never had anything to that degree, um, said about my hand or used to describe my hand. I think, um, I, there has to be, someone has to have said like something. I mean, I can't think of anything that anybody has said to my face. It's not going to be as bad as mangled stump, but like, did they, did anyone ever say like your, your gimp leg or or, (laughs) your gimp leg, your, (laughs) your gimp hand or your, like your bum hand. Yeah. Your, um, I, I, that sounds familiar and I can't pinpoint an exact time when that would have happened, but I know at some point somebody has said something like your bad hand, your bad hand. Yes. Yeah, and I'm like, hand. your weak hand, your bad hand. And I'm like, please don't because it's not bad, yeah. you know? <laughs> and like that's I, part of me you're talking yeah, about. And I've had, um, your weird hand or like, Somebody behind my back, it got back to me, called it my gross hand, which Ooh. is, yeah, that's hurtful. That's bad. Yeah. And why is it gross? Like, it's not, it's, it's not gross. It's not like smelly or leaking garbage or anything. <laughs> like, what is gross about it? Yeah. But, um, I, I think, I think people just really need to watch the words that they choose because to them it may be weird. Sure. Because it's not what they're used to, but to me, it's just my life. That's, yeah. it's a part of my body. So it's not weird to me. And to hear somebody describe it as weird makes me very self-conscious. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, never anything like mangled. God, that, did, <laughs> that that upsets me on your behalf. Like I'm getting wound up and angry and I want to fight whoever said that. I'm like laughing. I know, I know. Now, but, but it's like the protective mama bear instinct. Like where No, I know. It's one of those things where for that to come out of someone's, figuratively to come out of their mouth, in this case it was through a keyboard onto a screen. Yeah. But um, there's something they're dealing with that 
I don't need to make my problem. Yeah. And I think that's another thing we'll talk about when we get to an episode about bullying. Mm, where absolutely. it's so much of the time it's not about you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's for not sure. at all about for you. For sure. But yeah, that was that was definitely the worst. Yeah. I think I have had some people say, like, your bum leg or your gimpy leg. Mm-hmm. But don't do that, folks. No, but the thing is, <laughs> it was mostly, it was friends of mine. Mm-hmm. And it was not said in a malicious way. And I think at the time, and this would have been when I was younger, I didn't, I didn't say anything about it. And I honestly don't think I even thought anything mm-hmm. about it. I think I referred to it as like my gimp foot. I think at one point that yeah. was the nickname in a group of friends for it, like gimp, my gimpy foot. Yeah. So in that way, you kind of take ownership of it. Mm-hmm. And I don't feel like I was trying to fit in yeah I wasn't I wasn't trying to like lessen the pain of being called that by taking that word on and making it my own Mm -hmm. I just I didn't care much sure because I knew it wasn't coming from a place of yes I think intent is everything oh absolutely and I have friends who like you know I feel like you know intuitively what is or isn't appropriate to say like I have friends who can make hand jokes and I'll Mm -hmm. laugh with them, you know, and then there are people I'm like, you don't know me that well, you know, so I think in general in talking about like to raise awareness and for people who don't have much experience interacting with people with limb differences, Mm -hmm. definitely stay away from these words. Yes. Anything that has a negative connotation is going to have a much greater chance of being wildly offensive. It's just sort of common sense the way you wouldn't make a joke about like someone's appearance or Mm -hmm. race or sexual orientation without knowing them as a person just don't do that in this (laughs) case either but if you don't know what words to use hopefully we can we can give you some exactly um and I think I think limb difference is a good one if you're unsure because it's very neutral yeah so or just take the adjective out if you want to talk about it or ask about it like can I ask what happened to your foot? Yes. I'm clearly going to know which one you're talking about. Exactly. You don't need to say your weird foot or your your small foot. Right. <laughs> I know. Um, on the flip side, um, talking about people who were really well-intentioned, have you ever been called an inspiration? And how do you feel about that? Or has somebody told you you've in, you're – your foot or like the way you live your life with your foot has inspired them. I don't know if they've said inspired. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not very inspirational. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, I will say, I think like coaches pointed it out mm-hmm. when I was a kid sometimes and they didn't specifically say, even with this yeah. thing, she does this, but there would be, verbiage that sort of made it clear that it was like look at the little powerhouse she is and you wouldn't you wouldn't expect that right yeah but and I was aware of it and I didn't mind sure um in fact I think it is important to to recognize it like I didn't want them to act like I didn't overcome something right. big because I did um it did make me a little self-conscious, though. Yes. A little bit. It's one of those things where it's it's not negative and it's not bad to call somebody an inspiration, but you have to be really careful mm-hmm. because it is still othering them. Oh, and yeah. it's, for me, like, 
if especially if I haven't been talking about a challenge I've overcome, if you just are like, wow, you're such an inspiration with all the things you can do. It's almost like, well, did you expect me not to be able to type? You know, like, (laughs) (laughs) and so, I mean, again, so many well-intentioned people have just said things that they intended to be so very nice, you know, like, oh, you inspire me and you're inspirational. And I'm like, I'm just living my life. Like, (laughs) yeah, I don't know. I don't, hmm. It's a tricky one. There's a way of wording it where... It makes it clear that you're defying what they would have expected, I mm-hmm. guess. And I guess you could, if you take that part out of it, you could compliment someone or just let them know that you see it, but in a way that points towards your own lack of awareness or ignorance, maybe. Like, mm-hmm. I just never thought about how, if you don't have a typical yeah, limb, how you might adapt it. Or it's just... I I never thought about that. So Mm -hmm. this is like making me think and just, you know, it's probably normal and natural for you, but it's, it's cool for me to see like Uh something more like that. Exactly. And this might be getting very, very picky, but yeah, I don't know. I think one of the funniest instances of that is when I was in high school, one time I was writing just writing a paper with a pencil and a classmate of mine said man it's so inspiring how you can write and I said I was like what and they were like it's just it's really inspirational that even though you have this hand you can still write and I was like I have three fingers like I how do you hold a pencil and like (laughs) but so I mean again it's the intention may be good, but just think a little yeah. bit about it before it yeah. comes out of your mouth, if possible. <laughs> I think the most common thing for me is, and especially being in um, performance art, mm-hmm. um, there have been people, especially if it's winter and if I'm wearing closed-toed shoes and long pants where you don't have visual access to you yeah. know, my leg and the scars and um, whatnot, people, if it comes up and they hear about it, they'll just say, I never would have known or something yeah. like that, which to me, I don't, that's great. Like, uh-huh. Yeah. Not I that think- I'm worried about whether people know or not, but Ooh, maybe that is if they mean like, just so you know, like I never noticed a thing. Like, yeah. Great. Like I'm glad, but also I don't care if you notice. Exactly. Like I'm not trying to hide it, but it is good to know that they're just sort of like, Oh, like I had no idea. Yeah. I, I'm wondering if you get the same experience um whenever I am in a group situation and I start talking about my hand specifically if I haven't talked about this with people before I get the snowball effect where all of a sudden everybody I'm around starts to feel the need to talk about the first time they noticed my hand and their experience noticing it so has that ever happened to you yeah where if it comes up and one person says it then they all chime in yeah, yeah, I was in class with you when I, and I hadn't noticed until, and I'm just like, it's it's fun, and sometimes it's fun to hear those stories and everything, but it's like, why does this happen every time? I don't know, just something to think I about. Don't know, I, think, I think it stands out to people because it's not common. It's yeah. not every day that people are close with and interact with someone who has a limb difference. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, like you might not remember it, but they do. Yeah, and to be clear, that does not bother me. I just oh, think no. it's a funny phenomenon. <laughs> I like those stories, yeah, actually. I yeah. do too. Yeah, so one thing that is is really common for me, um, it's not recounting their stories, but it is the most common way that people notice for the first time, especially in my adult life. 
people will say, wow, you have such small feet. <laughs> not not yes. foot. But so, so I wear two different size shoes. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously if they're sandals, open-toed shoes, you would see that my foot is also shaped differently. But when it's closed-toed shoes, typically all you are going to notice is that they are different sizes. Mm-hmm. But sometimes people just, and it's like the way that their brain perceives it, they see the small one and without even comparing it to the other, they just say, oh my gosh, you have such small feet. Because they must be the same size. Right. You know, that's the default mm-hmm. expectation. And I, I kind of like this because I get to just say, nope, I have a small foot. <laughs> and then I'll like stand up and like put my feet together mm-hmm. and they'll see like oh yeah oh one is very different yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's some opportunity to have some fun with people yeah too. yeah but and then it leads into just you know whatever short description I want to give them and yeah you know teaching them about why it's like that not teaching them I just sort of give them a like here's the deal and they're like oh cool yeah and usually that's it that's the response I get most of the time it's like oh neat and then move on yeah yeah so when it comes to the terms disabled or disability, do you like or use or dislike and avoid either of those terms? Like, how do you feel about disability and disabled as terms? I don't know. This is, this is hard for me. I um, technically, under the definition of that word, like, I do have a disability, mm-hmm. as do you. Yes, but I don't like those terms. Sure. So I, it took me a while to even get a handicap pass for my car Mm -hmm. because, and I don't, like I said, I'm very, I'm mobile. I'm very mobile. I'm very capable of doing most physical activities, but so I don't need a handicap pass the way that a lot of other people in the Mm -hmm. community would. But my foot and ankle are weaker than my left one. It does hurt sometimes. And especially in the winter when there are like icy conditions, it's really dangerous for me to, if I were to injure it, it would be much worse Mm -hmm. than if someone without this. Now I'm very conscious of the words I'm using. Right. (laughs) If if someone who is limb typical. Limb typical. Oh my God. mm, (laughs) That's going too far. I know. But if someone else had an injury, it might not be as bad. Um, So, but I just resisted getting a handicap pass. And I think it was because of the language. I did not want that label. I was like, I'm not handicapped. I don't need or want a handicap pass. And I think the word handicapped is also pretty outdated at this yeah, point as well. Yeah, I'm just lumping it in with disabled disability. Sure. A disability placard, yes. as like some people call it now. But, um, and I eventually, it was only maybe five or six years ago. I'm 35, so it was in my late 20s when I finally just said, you know, it would be useful and good for me in some situations. I don't have to use it all the time. It's not part of my license plate. It's a placard that is specific to me. Mm-hmm. So I can use it in my car. I can use it in anyone else's car as long as I have the placard and my little certificate that I keep yeah. in my purse. As long as those, I can use it in any vehicle, basically. So I finally did get one. And I just sort of got over that stubbornness of like, I don't want this word applied to me, but there is something to be said about, 
utilizing the resources that are available to us Mm -hmm. comes with adopting the language that we as a society have used for it. Yes. And accepting that as part of our identity if we want access to those resources. Right. And there's a whole conversation about whether or not that's fair to be had too, you know, but... Yeah, I think for me, the term disability is one that I also very actively avoided Mm -hmm. um, for a long time. And it wasn't until um, I went to a conference. I I work in marketing and communications. And I went to a conference that was about um, modern marketing and communications. And there was one that was all about accessibility Mm. in both the digital realm and just like in your spaces. Yeah, And the woman who was speaking, um, was a wheelchair user and she described individuals with disabilities and how they should be treated and everything and their experiences as having disabilities. And I was sitting in that session and every single thing she said, I just was like nodding vigorously. I'm like, yes, that's the language I would like to have used. That's what I like. That's how I would like people to handle accommodations if I ask for them. And so all of a sudden I'm sitting there and I'm like, do I have a disability? Like, is that something that, is that mm-hmm. a word that I can apply to myself? Because they were framing everything under those words? Yes. Mm. Yes. So the, and it's like, this does describe me, but I don't want that word. Exactly. And yeah. I think, again, it's the dis plus ability. Mm-hmm. So it's that negative, like, not having ability, which is... Well, and we're both, like, we're both writers. We're both very artistic and creative. We both um, studied English at a advanced level yes um so these words matter to us and we can pick apart words (laughs) right (laughs) all day long if you want us to right so we probably spend more time thinking about this than than the average person yeah but still yeah these the words you use matter if you're going to apply it to people who want visibility and access to to whatever resources we have. Right, exactly. And I think I think our society has done a good job of moving away mm-hmm. from like disabled people mm-hmm. to using the language people with disabilities. Or differently able. Differently able. That's so <laughs> condescending. But <laughs> they, they try and. Yeah, they're, they're doing their best. And again, intent, you know. But yeah. um, I think, <laughs> I, I do think like having the person first language personally I like it I think some disability advocates are saying you know even that is condescending but for me personally putting the person first so like a person with a disability instead of a disabled person Mm. I think really makes it feel better to me yeah because in a way that you maybe don't even know how to I don't know how to articulate it Yeah. yeah but um I think I think when you're talking about limb difference or talking about a person with a limb difference, again, it's like the person with the limb difference, not I, I don't know what else the what the opposite of yeah, that would leading be. with the adjective makes it seem much more defining. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think I think it's important that we have terminology in general that we're comfortable using because, like, for example, when I was growing up in the '90s, um, <laughs> there was like all of these inclusivity things, whether it was about race or about um, disability or difference in general, the general vibe at that time was just like, here's Bobby. Bobby uses a wheelchair. Bobby is just like you. And it was like, it 
clearly Bobby is not just like me. Bobby uses a wheelchair. Like, and so. Differences are great. Yes. Yeah. And so. We don't want you to deny that there's a difference. Exactly. And I think a lot of that growing up was almost like unintentionally denying that differences existed. Like everybody's the same. Everybody is like. What's the same as being colorblind to race? Like, no, we don't want you to be. Right. Colorblind. Because That's racial differences point. exist in our society. Yeah. And you have to recognize that people are treated differently mm-hmm. because of their skin color or because of their limb difference and that sort of thing. And so it's okay to recognize difference and celebrate difference. Mm-hmm. But I feel like for a long time in my education, it was like, don't recognize difference. You know, like just... Well, and maybe there's an argument to be made that maybe in order to even get the conversation started of changing it, you need to take the giant leap to the other extreme. Right. To get somewhere in the middle. Right. But yeah, it's it's just as frustrating to see that side of, you know, that overly like, there's nothing different about it like you guys we're all the same no we're not and that's not the point no and differences should be celebrated absolutely yeah it's what makes a productive valuable society is the difference of opinion the difference of ability the difference Mm -hmm. of it like it's well and our perspectives on certain things are different because of the experience we've had with our limb differences exactly yeah we bring different things to the table Mm -hmm. well awesome yeah (laughs) I think I'm about talked out about talking I know (laughs) you know talking about words yes finding the right language to use when you're talking about language is exhausting yes and I think the key takeaway is for us our opinion is avoid negative connotations Mm -hmm. speak neutrally and the term limb difference unless you have something else that's equally as neutral yeah is kind of the way to go yeah and and if it's someone who's a little bit more um, in a like personal relationship in your life, like a friend, you know, not just uh, someone you might see occasionally, an acquaintance, a coworker. Mm-hmm. If it's someone that you're close with, just pay attention to the words that they use because everyone, like we've talked about, everyone develops probably their own personal preferences that came from their childhood and are just their natural way of thinking of perceiving their own yeah. limb difference. So pay attention to that and just And I honestly would have it. absolutely no problem with something, someone coming up to me and saying, hey, how do you refer to your hand? How would you like me to refer to your hand? I feel like people have said that, like they've gone to reference it and they've had to stop mid-sentence like, oh, like, hey, with your, what, what do I, what do I call it? Right. And that is perfect like I yeah when in doubt ask always yeah yeah we'll probably say that so many times right. on this podcast and you're not gonna hurt somebody's feelings by saying how would you like me to refer to this yeah. like you're in fact they'll probably respect you for it oh yeah absolutely yeah well I want to hear what other people call their yeah. differences too well here's the thing and um we've talked about this because we felt like well what if we get cool questions or someone brings up a topic and we want to like circle back, but we already did the episode on language. We will absolutely um, come back and do a follow-up. It might be a mini episode. It might be a full like part two. Yeah. Um, If we get enough questions or comments from listeners um, about language, about what your preferred 
words and um, labels are or just funny stories that we want to highlight and think are pretty cool and should be heard, we will absolutely do that. So this is probably not the last time that language and what words to use, which ones not to use come up. Yeah, it'll be discussed again for sure. Oh yeah, so absolutely. If you have comments, questions, your own experiences, something to add to this conversation, please let us know. If you have a cool name for your hand, your foot, your leg, your arm, I want to hear it. Absolutely, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. So give us a shout. Um, We're on Facebook and Instagram Mm -hmm. now, hopefully at this time that this is released. Life and Limb podcast just just google it yeah you'll, you'll find us <laughs> we believe in you and your we believe in ourselves also that we will be visible by yes. this time <laughs> all right well i guess we're signing off yep that's episode two language look us up online and we will be back with more bye bye